all bad things. Tragedy. Tragedies, disasters. Bad things. Trigger warning for everything possible. What? <laughs> I'm Rachel. And I'm David. And this is All Bad Things. Yes, it is. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Welcome. <laughs> did I get you with that one? You did. I was trying to do like Yoda and it didn't work, uh, but it was funny. That's probably the furthest thing from Yoda. <laughs> But it uh, it's it still made me laugh. No, he yeah. doesn't talk like that. I can't. No. I can only do Yoda's uh, dialect, like how he. Oh, his cadence. Yes. Speech, yeah. But mm-hmm. how he sounds, no. Yeah. Obviously not. But I can do a great transatlantic accent. <laughs> yes, you can. And I'm gonna do it for one of our favorite listeners tonight, <laughs> whose name on Facebook now I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we've gotten reports that we. There's a little staticky sounds. And I've, I've heard it too, but I just, have, I yeah. never brought it up to you because, like I said, it was <sighs> like, it, was inf- it was infrequent yeah. and for short stretches. So I was, I was like, because we, ha- we live in a weird if area for some reason. You said that, that, like, yes. uh, Bluetooth yes. interference. And, and our internet. We've always had problems with our not internet. Recent, not since we Not switched. since we switched. But, yeah. uh, certain television channels over the air that That's we should true. get. We That's true. Have to find. So you thought it was like a location specific thing, I, maybe? I, well, I think that's part of it. But other people have heard it, right? But I'm saying mm, that's, that's why what I, you thought. That's why I never brought it up because mm. I was just like, ah, oh, it's just, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So if you hear that, sorry, we're really not sure what to do about yeah, it. Not, um, we, we don't are, know how to fix it. We are going to have a different setup within the next couple months because my office stuff is coming home. And then we'll be Which have a better we'll computer. Have, we'll have two fresh computers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, that and will maybe maybe we'll figure out how to do two fresh mics, but we don't know how to do. We don't that know yet. how to physically do two mics yeah. yet. So, so if you have a if you have a suggestion on how to do it, by all means. Uh, okay. Are you going to follow all the technical instructions on how to do it? Probably not. Okay. So maybe don't ask for, um, for my benefit. <laughs> well, it was our benefit, but anyway. <laughs> Oh, no, I feel bad. But I'm mo- sorry. But it was mostly mine. <laughs> well, you know, I have a bad back. Oh, oh, does it get I'm, comfortable? I'm, I'm kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> or am no, I? No, no, no. I don't have a problem with the idea of two separate mics. It's just that I literally don't know how that works. I don't either. Technologically. Hey, I figured out how to hook up all the shit in our living room, so maybe I could figure this out. Maybe you could. You could figure out how to hook it up, but could you figure out how to interface it? That's the problem. Yeah. That's that's where teamwork would be involved. <laughs> teamwork makes the dream work. Yes, it does. <laughs> uh, follow us Insta, Twitter, Facebook at All Bad Things Pod. <laughs> Email us allbadthingspod at gmail.com. Join our Facebook discussion group and our Discord. And we did get some suggestions from Twitter and Facebook on doing a... Uh, oh, feedback. Yes, we polled. Mm-hmm. On, on doing a Twitch uh, reaction. And... Again, we'll figure that out eventually. <laughs> it was largely positive. I think so, yeah. Like 70% yeah. said yes. The other three and were like, what are you doing? Between Twitter and Facebook, I think a solid 17 people would watch it. At least who commented. Probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. 
Yes, we would need to... If we did it live, we would also need to put it up somewhere where people could watch it. Can you do it on Twitch? Yes, you can. Oh, okay. Well, you can do it on YouTube <coughs> as well. Yeah, but then we have to start a YouTube channel. I, I have one. Well, we need to start an All Bad Things YouTube channel. Yeah, it's not that hard. Okay, well, maybe that can be your side of things. Okay. Well, we're having our technical <laughs> meeting today. We don't know if you, we told you guys that that's what this is. No. What you drinking? I am drinking a Deep River pumpkin pie porter it is that time of the year it is pumpkin pie season where uh halloween is still seven weeks away yes. but that doesn't mean you can't bring out the fall beers that's right and this is this is a top five for me so i'm having the yes. gorgeous from this, noda Gorgeous is a top three i believe oh mm. and we'll drink at the same time get yeah, some, so it's, get some oh, dead air get some dead air in there that's good that's good delish yes Okay, so are we ready? We are. I've been hyping this one up. You have. Yes. Uh, what are the hints I gave you? You said this is one of the highest body counts that we've had. Yes. And yes. I'm trying to think of... The highest body counts we've had. The highest fictitious one was the Death Star. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but as far as an actual... Uh, maybe that volcano from like... The, the year without a summer one or yeah. Krakatoa or Pompeii actually maybe all three and there was a different yeah. one uh, <laughs> it's hard to remember I know <laughs> we have had ones with very high death tolls yeah yeah but. Krakatoa I believe what did it do it moved the earth like a yes mil- like a millimeter the, or something yes. like that it changed yeah. the gravitational the axis or um, something like the that me- <laughs> the metallic north pole what was sure. I trying to say why not <laughs> That's not at all what I meant to say. Anyway, um, and then I gave you another hint when we were with our friends tonight. Yeah, um, I, I have no idea. I said that um, it could be actively endangering them and us. Okay. Mm-hmm. Snow. Yes, that's right. Snow <laughs> in North, the middle of North Carolina, in central North Carolina, where we get blizzards constantly. Especially just past Labor Day. Yes. <laughs> I, have, I honestly have no idea. Okay. Well, this is part one. And this, my friends, is a story of asbestos. Oh, well, sure. Mm. We ready? Well, we just had a 20th anniversary that's right. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you're going to get into that. Well, so I forgot to put that in the script, but I was going to mention it. Mm-hmm. And yes, we, we can talk about that. Um, yes, because you're right. That does come up for for uh, the World Trade Center. It likely killed more people than the incident itself. Well, and will continue to. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. <clears throat> so this is part one, the magic mineral. Mm. Throughout the 19th and 20th centuries, the so-called magic mineral... Asbestos was used in countless consumer products from roofing to cigarette filters oh God. to synthetic <laughs> snow. Yes, oh I know. I know. See, I was half right. <laughs> half right. I was a tenth snow, right. No, you did say snow. Yes, I did. Found to be undeniably toxic to the human body, asbestos exposure continues to this day to cause thousands of deaths every year. Mm-hmm. With the overall global death toll over time incalculable, but quite possibly into the many millions. Absolutely. Like, yeah. 
Asbestos is still produced in some parts of the world today, and an estimated 125 million people globally are currently being exposed to the magic mineral in the workplace every year. Luckily, I'm not one of them, or at least I can't, or at least I can't smell it. <laughs> uh, well, you don't smell it. That's the problem. No, I don't. <laughs> okay. No, so, I, I work at, I, I have uh, switched jobs recently, mm-hmm. and now I work in the nicest smelling facility. <laughs> I'm not even joking. On well, because it's uh, a... On the East Coast. Body products. Yes. Uh, that could mean a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> Manufacturing. Very good smelling body products. Anyway. All right. Primary sources, or there were many sources for this, but sources for this include the American Cancer Society. Mm. Asbestos.com was very helpful. I'm surprised. Is there also an asbestos.net? Probably. This is how far back it goes. Yeah. British Medical Journal, Chemistry World, Duke Law School, the Environmental Protection Agency, HealthLink BC, the Institute for Civil Justice, Justia, um, Mesothelioma and Asbestos Awareness Center, Mesothelioma Guide, Minnesota Department of Health, uh, the NAIC National Meeting 2021, Casualty Catastrophe Risk in a Time of Social Inflation, Landscape Modeling and Action. Action. Uh, the speaker was Bob Reville, CEO of Predicate, a liability risk analytics software company. I wonder how I got exposure to that. And got the idea to do this. National Institutes of Health, Oregon State University, Oxford Academic. The Texas State Historical Association Handbook of Texas, WebMD, Wikipedia, and the World Health Organization. That's not enough references. I know. I don't think. <laughs> so I have a question for you. Ask away. What's asbestos? As far as all I know about it is it's just a dangerous substance. I'm not even sure if it's a substance. You know what what I pictured prior to doing all this research, what I, I pictured... I picture, like, spores. <laughs> but, like, you can't see them. They're, like, microscopic. Okay, you know? yeah, you're not horribly far off. I always pictured insulation. Because I knew it had something to do with insulation. Like, you remember the Pink Panther stuff that yeah. they used to sell? Oh, I mean, oh yeah, still well, I, I had it in my house. At Home Depot, Growing yeah. up, yes. That's, I... Now, uh, to be clear... I do not mention Pink Panther in here at all. I have no idea if it ever contained asbestos, so please don't. That's not what I'm equating it to. I just am thinking insulation. So asbestos is a mineral, a naturally occurring silicate mineral that is found in soil and rock on every continent on the earth. Okay. Yeah. So there's plenty to go around. There's a lot of it. <laughs> so here you go, 125 million people. Have some. Well, yeah, that's part of the problem, right? Um, the biggest deposits found that we know of are in Canada and Russia. Kind of um, makes sense. But they're everywhere. They're like those every are the, continent. Those are the two biggest countries in the world. Yeah, yeah right. Size land wise. area, that makes sense. While it is a mineral... It's not the kind of mineral that you would probably picture. Like, when you picture a mineral, do you, do you picture, like, a rock, basically? That's kind of... I still, like, are, like, a pebble. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. A pebble is just a very small rock. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. You're not wrong about that. So, but asbestos occurs, like, within rock, but it's a fibrous mineral yeah i don't know how any of that works i know um i'm just gonna i'm gonna go with the i'm gonna go with the science on that one picture this picture a big bunch of rock 
Yeah. And then inside of it is I'm like a long the, co- I'm picturing the rock guy from um, the never ending story. <sighs> and they say that I interrupt you all the time. Sorry. No, it's okay. Um, And then picture in this giant piece of rock, like a a big wad of cotton running through it. Okay. Eh, You know know what I'm also... That's a poor analogy, but... No, I don't think so. What what I'm also picturing is like a DNA strand. Like maybe the asbestos is like the DNA of the rock in some way. Part of the DNA of the rock. You know, as for like why it occurs like that, I don't know. Um, All I know is that it's fucking fascinating and people with five brains smarter than me figured this out. So that's see, what it looks that's like. That's a picture, yeah. yeah. It's like this, it's okay, a fiber, it's like a, but it's yeah. inside a rock. Yeah. It's very weird. That's interesting. Isn't that weird? Yeah, I, I forgot to put pictures on this, so I had to look look that up. That cricket's well, we haven't, like uh, inside. But it's not. It's not. Um... Anyway. But we haven't come out with this episode yet, so you can still put up pictures. Yes, I can. I can <laughs> I can Google some pictures and put them up. So, yeah. It's fiber, which I didn't know could be found in rock. It's so weird, but apparently so. Also, asbestos is not just a single mineral. It's a group of minerals. Makes sense. That can be divided into two main types, serpentine and amphibole. So serpentine asbestos occurs in sheets of crystals that create curly fibers. It's by far the most widely used type of asbestos. It accounts for almost all commercial applications. Amphibole asbestos has more needle-shaped fibers and is much less common in commercial use. But, not to spoil the plot, all types of naturally occurring asbestos are indeed very harmful to human health, primarily through inhalation. And we'll get to that. So, uh, like I said, not just one mineral, it's a group of minerals, uh, including chrysotile, which is also known as white asbestos. It's the most used form of asbestos, like 95% of commercial products are made of chrysotile. Nice. Um, and that is the just only... The, just the way we want it. Yes. That's the only type of serpentine asbestos. So it's... That just sounds dangerous. <laughs> right? Well, no, it's called serpentine because it runs in sure. these lengths through the rock, But a right? serpent is also dangerous. Y- yes, you're right about that. You're right about that. Can be, anyway. Um, so it's primarily used in building construction. It is in walls, roofs, I, floors, yeah, ceilings. Everywhere. Yep. It's in, used in industrial applications, car brake linings, pipes, gaskets, seals, etc. Uh, chrysotile often includes trace amounts of other types of asbestos, too. So another one is amosite, which is known as brown asbestos. It's the second most common used, commonly used form of asbestos. It's far less common than chrysotile, and it's also considered to be more carcinogenic. Um, but to reiterate, all forms of asbestos are harmful. It was mostly mined in South Africa, and it's found in products like thermal insulation, cement, and vinyl tiles. Then there's chrysotile, also known as blue asbestos. These are named after their colors, <laughs> very imaginatively. Um, 
It's thought that chrysotile might be the deadliest form of asbestos, causing the largest number of deaths because it has extremely thin fibers that can more easily lodge themselves into human lung tissue. We will oh, get to that man. later. Okay. Yeah. This so, is this Jesus. is this is fascinating. It really is. So, it was uh, it's, it's like fucking kryptonite almost. Kind of it's human kryptonite, yeah, but very insidious. We will get into all of this. This is why this is going to be a two-parter. Um like uh, amosite, uh, oh, sorry, uh, it was mined mostly in South Africa, Australia, and Bolivia. Like amosite, it was also found in insulation, cement, etc., but it was also used in cigarette filters for the tobacco brand Kent Micronite in the 50s, <laughs> which uh, is a particularly poor choice in hindsight. Good old Kent, good old Kent's. <laughs> yes, let's, let's light up a, an asbestos stick. Let's light up a Kent, everyone. <laughs> Uh, then there's anthophyllite, one of the rarest forms of asbestos. It's not widely used in commercial applications, but it is a known contaminant of talc, which is what brought down Johnson & Johnson's talcum baby powder in the U.S. You cannot get Johnson & Johnson baby powder anymore in the States or in Canada, but that's a whole other story. So, yeah. It was primarily mined in Finland and used in some products like insulation, cement, and rubber. And then there are a couple other types of asbestos, tremolite and actinolite, but they aren't commercially used. They're generally just contaminants of other asbestos and talc and other minerals. This is not an exhaustive list of asbestos minerals. The, these are just the ones that have these been identified. Some, these are the greatest hits. So the, there are others that have been identified as having similar properties to these asbestoses. These are just the main types identified and regulated by the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency, or EPA. Other types have been identified, but they aren't at present regulated or restricted. And we are going to get in all the regulation stuff next week. So there are many other minerals that are themselves harmless, but are frequently contaminated by asbestos because of proximity where the deposits are found, like talc, as well as vermiculite, which we'll talk about next week, too. Um, just again, just sounds dangerous. <laughs> now, really, I came quick. down with a case of vermiculite. <laughs> no, vermiculite is the mineral. To, I'm going to die in a week. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, some just really quick, I'm going to say this. Some people say asbestos. Sure. Yeah. I've I don't. It. Yeah. Asbestos. I say asbestos. It's the lazy way to say it, and I always say the things the lazy way. So, except for exactly. I also believe, uh, as if I remember correctly, I believe asbestos was the plot to the movie Critters. The, is you, that a horror movie? Like yeah, a like an 80s, 80s horror movie? Yeah. Really? It asbestos or, was the plot? I think that's how the Critters came to be. Something like that. Oh, like the asbestos came alive or something like that. mutated something? Not to be confused with Critters 2, which starred a <laughs> very young, <laughs> yes, which starred a very young Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> Check that one out on the resume. <laughs> that was, I was his true calling. I was a fan of Leo before Leo was a fan of Leo. <laughs> and I've hated him since the beginning. So yes. there we go. So it balances out. Just like the fourth. There you go. So are we ready for a short history of asbestos? I thought that's what we just had. No, I was just getting into the minerals. Oh, damn it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I dug on this one, man. Get it because it's a mineral. Yeah. I mined this one deep. Okay. So, 
While asbestos gained its notoriety in the 20th century, it has a very long history in use by humans, going back at least about 6,500 years. That makes sense. The name asbestos has a couple of possible origins. One is that it comes from a Greek word that means unquenchable or inextinguishable. Because asbestos is ridiculously fire retardant, its melting point doesn't hit around till about... 1600 degrees Fahrenheit. That's about right. 870 Celsius. That's really hot. Forest, so, forest fires don't even get that hot. For um, uh, comparison, napalm burns in excess of 800 degrees Celsius, which is about what, what it takes mm-hmm. to do. It takes napalm to destroy <laughs> asbestos. You can look at it a bit sort of that way. So because it wouldn't burn up, asbestos was used as wicks and candles and lamps. Egyptian pharaohs were sometimes wrapped in cloth made from the asbestos when they were buried to protect their bodies from deterioration. In some ancient cultures, they would wrap the dead in shrouds made from asbestos and then put the body in the funeral pyre. And because of the asbestos surrounding the body... Oh, it wouldn't even, the body would be in... T- no. The body would burn, the asbestos wouldn't. Oh, that's crazy. I know. And then the ashes would be preserved within the asbestos mm-hmm. so they could make sure that, like, we're not just grabbing ashes from the fire. These ashes were in this container of asbestos, so these are the actual ashes of the dead. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. Another thought of the word origin is that it comes from the Latin word Amiantus or amiantus meaning unsoiled or unpolluted because asbestos cloth could be cleaned by burning it. So literally they would clean the cloth by burning it and not only would it not burn but it would sometimes come out even whiter and cleaner looking than before. That's crazy. That's Yeah. That's like some Alchemy. magic yeah, type of shit. I know. I know. Yeah. I wonder if people believed in that. They're like, look at this cloth. Right? Yeah. I just burned it and now it's cleaner than... It must be the gods. Yes. Yes. It has Uh to be. Asbestos continued to be used throughout the Middle Ages. References to the material were made by historic figures from King Charlemagne of France to Marco Polo. In the early 1700s, Benjamin Franklin had a purse made of asbestos that is now in London's Natural History Museum. I'm imagining within an airtight case. I like that he had a purse. (laughs) Well, you know, like it was different back then. Oh, you mean a handbag? No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Or a, a, a clutch. No, like a little coin purse thing. Anyway. Around the same time, paper and currency were being made from asbestos. The mineral's natural flame resistance was predictably used in jackets and helmets for firefighters in Paris in the mid-19th century. Uh, In 1858, Henry Ward Johns found a manufacturing company, H.W. Johns Manufacturing Company in New York City, that manufactured everything asbestos, sourcing their asbestos from Staten Island. So, and we're... It's a good spot. Uh... H.W. Uh, Johns and their merger will be a part of this story. Um, of course, like many harmful things, asbestos flourished in the Industrial Revolution. It could now be mined and processed in much higher quantities due to increases in mining and manufacturing efficiencies, 
Given its versatility and heat resistance, it was able to be used in multiple applications, especially because industrial equipment like steam engines, boilers, and generators were in much wider use and needed insulating. While asbestos mining had been going on for quite some time, the world's first commercial mine opened in... Any guesses? Think about where I said... Yes, think about where I said it was most found. The biggest deposits are found. I'm going to guess... I'm going to go with Edmonton. Mm. That's not a terrible guess. Okay. It was Quebec. The the province or the city? Quebec. Oh, okay. Yeah. All All of Quebec. Yes, the entire the entire province turned into one single asbestos mine. I nice. Mean, no, obviously That's not. Impressive. I'm not sure where in. I was almost going to say Montreal, which is in. Quebec. Yeah. Yes, you're right. Okay. Yeah. Uh huh. In the, you're right in the province. Yep. In hey. eighteen oh yeah, in 1874, um, as mining operations became increasingly mechanized, plenty of other mines followed the world over. The U.S., the U.K., Australia, Finland, South Africa. I mean, you name it. There's Bolivia, like I said. Because you can find it everywhere. You can find it every continent. Yeah. And they're like, oh, this shit sells too. <laughs> you, to, well, ev- to everything. Yeah. Especially buildings. Yeah. By the turn of the 20th century, more than 30,000 tons of asbestos were being produced annually. And this was also the area, the era. That's a lot. (laughs) It's a lot. (laughs) Not what it is today. We're talking about little stringy stuff that you find in a rock. Yes. Yes, we are. That's, that doesn't weigh much, you'd think. No. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. It weighs milligrams. I would think so, yeah. And then we're talking about manufacturing it on the level of... What tons. 30,000 tons 30, a year. 30,000 tons. A year. Jesus. Um, this was also the era of child labor. So it was very common for... Well, I mean, they had... I mean, they didn't earn anything yet, did they? <laughs> I mean, why does a child need health care? Right. Are they out there busting their ass? No. <laughs> they were back then. Oh, and guess what? They still didn't get health care. Or like a life beyond 15. It's part of the reason that the lifespan was pretty low. The average lifespan, yeah. yeah. Um, By the time they were 15, they had like gray hairs and shit. Yeah. So men, women, and children were all exposed to asbestos in the workplace. Men were exposed in mining and women and children were exposed in processing because this was a time of very stereotypical role and gendered roles. Um kids and why can't they just be in the mines like they're grown up he's six yeah he's old enough get off your ass and earn (laughs) something hw john's manufacturing company also flourished during the industrial revolution though its founder and namesake would not flourish quite so much henry ward johns died in i think from the timeline i could find the late 19th century of what was called dust thesis Pneumonitis. Sure. So this word is literally P H T H I S I S. Phthisis, I think is. Phthisis. Phthisis. <laughs> Pneumonitis. Okay. What would later become known as asbestosis? Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say black lung. No, that's. I think that's peculiar to coal, but I could okay. be wrong. That wrong. That'd be another great episode, I mean, they, right? They are mining. Yeah. So. They are, and uh, not to say there couldn't be comorbidities, right? Sure. But yeah. In 1901, so so basically, Henry Ward Johns 
who founded this giant in asbestos <laughs> manufacturing it. died of asbestos poisoning. It's like Sigmund Freud was the first person to study cocaine and wound up being mm. the first person also addicted to cocaine on record. Yeah. Because he studied it. Yes. <laughs> Self-experimentation. <laughs> In 1901, the company, this was H.W. Uh, Johns, merged with Manville Covering Company, forming H.W. Johns Manville Company, known as Johns Manville or Manville, which gained the dubious honor of being the global leader in manufacturing products containing asbestos during the 20th century. They were, however, not the only manufacturers of asbestos products, not by a long shot. Dozens and dozens, if not hundreds of manufacturers processed, well, and globally it would have been way more, processed and manufactured products containing asbestos, including in the United States, well-known corporations like, oh, Daimler Chrysler. Who are they? Ford Motors. Never heard of them. General Motors. Who? Union Carbide. Mm. Westinghouse. General Electric. (laughs) Oh, Gold that? Bond and Johnson and Johnson. All right, we'll get on to the real companies. I know. All you've done is name like a bunch of like mom and pop shops. Right. Next, you're going to tell me Woolworths is involved. <laughs> they probably sold the products. Yeah, <laughs> asbestos continued to. They had like a whole like a display shelf. <laughs> Here's our asbestos, asbestos. collection. Yes. Whatever Jeez. you want. Curtains, oh. drywall. You know, it's easy to look back at it and laugh, but like they didn't, they didn't know. know. They didn't. Yeah. Well. Consumers didn't know. Yeah. We're going to get into that. People knew. (laughs) Consumers didn't know. Asbestos continued to boom during both world wars to the point where, side note, if you are a world war or war era memorabilia collector, you probably are already aware. World War II? Either one. Either one. World War One. They they were, asbestos was used in both. A lot. Um, If you collect clothing or helmets or things like that There's from those areas it is possible they contain asbestos very hmm. possible likely even um, and we'll talk about a bunch of residual asbestos exposure in part two but in 1945 the u.s navy mandated that vessels be insulated with asbestos mandated shipyards hey, were smart move back then Shipyards were hot spots for asbestos exposure, and some workers were employed with the explicit title of asbestos insulation installer. Ships also have notoriously cramped quarters and poor ventilation, so it was quite the recipe for disaster in terms of breathing and asbestos dust. Asbestos was also used in other items, like the famous Doughboy helmets Mm -hmm. for British and American soldiers during the World War, and gas masks. So you're breathing in something toxic yeah. while you're trying to prevent yourself from Basically. breathing in something even Basically. more toxic. Asbestos got its moniker of the magic mineral, not only because of its effectiveness at fireproofing, but its desirable attributes and overall ease of access production and distribution. So there was a lot of it to be mined. Extracting it actually wasn't difficult or expensive compared to other minerals. So it was If there's that much of it, Lightweight, sure. it was cheap. Yeah. Um... It was water and acid resistant. Asbestos does not corrode. It does not conduct electricity. That is, that literally is like a dream mineral. And it's basically indestructible. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And per- just, we didn't know it, but of course it would harm humans. <laughs> right. It's like it's well, like that's the. Here's the other thing. Perhaps not unsurprisingly, vermin were not attracted to it. Sure. So it, it they they wouldn't get like 
rat bites or moths through through it, right? The only problem... Yeah, it's made through rock. The only problem is, of course, that the magic mineral was too good to be true. That's what they said about cocaine, but they were wrong. <laughs> that cocaine was too good to <laughs> it be was, true? No, it was the magic mineral. Mm. <laughs> too good to be forgotten. <laughs> All right, so asbestos really started to take off in the post-war boom. And it's difficult to describe just how widespread asbestos products were in the mid-20th century, so... Well, if you're talking, here's the, here's the key. <laughs> mm-hmm. And here's why, here's why we didn't go to wars over asbestos. Because it's everywhere. Everybody can mine it and it has. That's true, right? Versus oil or. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Oil is not everywhere. Mm-hmm. But asbestos apparently is. Yes. And it serves like multiple purposes. Yes. Dozens, if it, not hundreds of purposes. It really, like if it, if it weren't. <laughs> deadly yeah it would be fantastic yeah but it's deadly so it's not fantastic it's, it's terrible it's the cocaine of minerals yeah yeah <laughs> you can put it in, every, in anything guess so like I in guess your so. coffee if mm-hmm. you want <laughs> but uh, uh but no i i i literally I, i'm still thinking of spores mm-hmm. like little but now that i've no. seen pictures now i'm thinking of fiber yeah that came out of a rock but here's the thing Think of dust. That's what's going to come up. Sure. As we talk, we're going to talk about the health effects today. So yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's like we were so close. Like God <laughs> was. So God was so close. Like, <laughs> Why like, did you like, think it toxic, like, God? <laughs> like it, it prevents all this stuff. It helps in all these ways. But it's it just going to kill people. you before you're fifty. Well, so that's a whole. Anyway, oh, okay. we've got lots of stuff to talk oh, about. Jesus. So. Um, in general, most of us may have the impression that asbestos was used mostly in buildings and insulation, and yeah. that's pretty accurate. So here's where one of my hints will come into play. Generally speaking, if you have a home built before 1980, or <laughs> in some cases 1990, which sure. we do, yes, we do. there's a very decent chance it contains asbestos in some form. But don't panic. We're going to talk about that next week. What do you do if you have asbestos in your home? We'll talk about it. Or you can look it up in the meantime. Better call Saul. Better call Saul. <laughs> better call Saul. That's right. Sue somebody. That's what you do. Um, <clears throat> in the United States, that's about half of all homes. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. So that can give you some perspective of how pervasive asbestos products were and still are because of these homes. Of course, commercial and public buildings were affected as well. Uh, and in 1985, the EPA estimated that 700,000 public buildings in the United States, including 31,000 schools, sure. contained asbestos. An estimated 3 million public students, staff, and teachers were likely exposed to friable asbestos, meaning um, crumbling and releasing the dust that is toxic but also at on, public schools. But on the same token... Wow, this is going to be like a catch-22 of, of two episodes, because on the same token, at least they're thinking, like, this shit doesn't catch on fire. So, of course, we should make the school... Yes. You know, uh, you you know, know what, what I mean? You know what you could say is how many fires were prevented by uh, asbestos, I, and I, then does that offset some of the deaths? But we'll fucking never know. Oh, no, it's incalculable. Yeah. This whole thing is... A, that's why I said this could be one of our biggest death tolls, but we don't know, don't know. because it's not a definitive number. But at least they were thinking, let's fireproof our schools. 
in a time when it wasn't really that, well, you know what okay, I mean? Well, okay, a couple things. Sure. Maybe, or maybe they were thinking this is really cheap insulation. It that, could have been That could be as or well. Both. Or both. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. This is such a fucking crazy... It's wild. I've never thought about it this way. It is so wild. It is so wild. But building materials were far from the only products to contain asbestos. As I mentioned before, it was used in cigarette filters at one point, meaning people were literally sucking on asbestos fibers. It was also used in home consumer products like appliances, fake snow, hair dryers, ironing boards, makeup, and in car parts. It really was better living through asbestos for a good while. (laughs) The funny thing... I just want to see a poster. <laughs> better living through asbestos, yeah. And somebody like with like half of their face. That's not how it works, no, unfortunately. I'm I'm that's, how, yeah. that's where I'm going. Well, I shouldn't say unfortunately, because yeah. it's good that it doesn't work that way, but it's still not good. Asbestos the horror movie. Yeah. I'm gonna write, yes. I'm going to write it tomorrow. The funny thing, but that is really not funny at all, is that asbestos-related illnesses were well known before even the First World War and before it became especially popular. The first known case of death related to asbestos was logged in 1906. Mm-hmm. The extent to which asbestos-related illnesses were known or understood by industries or insurers is a matter of long-standing controversy, which makes sense because why would manufacturers or insurance companies want to admit to knowing asbestos was bad for human health while they continue to manufacture and insure asbestos-laced products for a good profit. Jeez, I, I, why? Uh, why could it be? Now, this part I'm damn proud of, guys. I got to tell you, I looked back till I was like on Google Scholar reading the primary sources to this shit. This is not Wikipedia shit, okay? Just letting you know. The first known documented rumblings of asbestos causing health problems go back to the late 1800s. An annual report published in 1898 by factory and workshop inspectors in England noted workplace hazards of inhaling dusts of various types during the manufacturing process, including silk and hemp, but it also called out asbestos specifically. This is a quote from like 1898, quote, the evil effects of asbestos dust have also attracted my attention. The worker may continue for a very long time, apparently unaffected, before the symptoms of the evil become marked, end quote. And frankly, that person hit the nail on the head. We will talk about the latency period later. The annual report from the same bureau in 1910 noted that five people out of fewer than 40 workers in one single asbestos factory, had died within five years of thesis, the same thing that killed H.W. Johns, which we mentioned before, it's, it's an early term for asbestosis. In 1918, the U.S. Department of Labor Bureau of Labor Statistics released a, port in, a report entitled, quote, Mortality from Respiratory Diseases in Dusty Trades, parentheses, inorganic dusts, end quote, authored by Frederick L. Hoffman. This 400-plus page report includes several pages specific to asbestos. It stated, quote, For this country, our information is very limited, although the quantity of asbestos used is very large, end quote. It specifically mentions how in mining, some asbestos was separated from the rock in which it was contained by hand. Mm-hmm. Although it also mentions most of the work was done by machine at that point. 
It said, quote, in all of these operations, there must necessarily be a considerable degree of dust exposure, which, however, becomes exaggerated in the spinning and weaving process, processes in connection with the manufacture of asbestos yarn and cloth, end quote. So weird. It was so weird to write asbestos yarn and asbestos sure. cloth <laughs> in with modern hindsight. The report admits available data was, quote, insufficient for definite conclusions, end quote, but noted that a number of worker deaths were related to what they called pulmonary tuberculosis because of asbestos dust exposure. Very tellingly, this is like... Given what I'm working in now, this is like the fucking giant flashing red lights and flag. This report from 1918 says, quote, In the practice of American and Canadian life insurance companies, asbestos workers are generally declined, meaning for life insurance mm-hmm. policies, on account of the assumed health injurious conditions of the industry, end quote. From fucking 1918, insurance companies were saying, uh, We're not going to insure no, that guy. You're not a good risk. This is literally definitive proof they knew. Sure. Well, 50 years before this broke. Because of an insurance company, especially at this time, was like, We're not insuring that person. And it's, then, it's then, there's the, a, then there's a good reason why. It's in the in the insurance company's best interest to identify risks before they become a sure. major problem. Yeah. The report called for, quote, a more qualified and extensive investigation of the health aspects of asbestos manufacture, end quote. And this report concluded, quote, it is therefore to be anticipated that the condition of asbestos workers will attract more attract more qualified attention in this country in the future than it has in the past. It's <laughs> got like wow. fucking nailed it. Fucking Nostradamus over here. Yeah. The first published medical paper regarding asbestos exposure and its cause of ill health effects appeared in the British Medical Journal in 1924. The paper was written by Dr. William Edmund Cook, a pathologist, and addressed the death of a woman named Nellie Kershaw, an asbestos mill worker. It's still so weird to say an asbestos mill. Uh, from Lancashire. Who and we, do- pretty, we spread it around. We you produce know. it. We tear it out of rocks. We, we make tear- yarn with it. <laughs> yeah. You know. It's, just, it's everywhere. Oh. It's fantastic. So Nellie, beca- Nellie died around the age of 33. A few years before her death, she had become sick to the point where she couldn't even work. She was declared unfit. This poor woman couldn't even collect on her national insurance benefit because of her illness, which was certified by her doctor as asbestos poisoning. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't a recognized condition at that point. Oh. She was like the first one diagnosed with it. She was told to seek workers' compensation instead. That, of course, was a dead end for poor Nellie, because this is 1924. We're not talking the pinnacle of workers' rights. But today's not much better, to be fair. Her employer wrote to Nellie's doctor, boldly claiming, quote, asbestos is not poisonous. (laughs) Ah, Normally at the time, an autopsy would not have actually been required upon death from an illness like Nellie's. But the fact that her doctor had explicitly diagnosed her with what was essentially a newly identified illness meant that the coroner was required to investigate. 
So an autopsy was performed and Nellie's cause of death was listed as pulmonary tuberculosis and heart failure. But the inquest was adjourned until Nellie's lung tissue could be examined microscopically. Dr. Cook, the author of the BMJ paper, had the opportunity to examine Nellie's lungs and he noted extensive scarring on her lungs and found weird particles in them. Mm. He compared those particles to asbestos and confirmed that that is what they were. Mm. His paper concluded that asbestos was indeed the cause of Nellie's death. Other medical papers on asbestos soon followed, and the term asbestosis was coined in an article by Thomas Oliver, an occupational medicine practitioner. When in 1928, another asbestos factory worker, this time in Glasgow, was found with pulmonary fibrosis, which is lung scarring, it... Still around today. Oh, yes, of course, yes, uh uh-huh. It can be caused by any number of things, but yeah, it happens in asbestos. That, combined with Nellie's cause of death, was enough to start up an investigation into the dust produced by asbestos. Parliament commissioned an inquiry by medical inspector Dr. Edward Merriweather and factory inspector C.W. Price. They presented their findings to Parliament in 1930. They stated that exposure exposure to asbestos dust, especially for like prolonged periods or at a high concentration, was, quote, definite occupational risk, end Hmm. quote. And the resulting lung scarring could lead to disability or death. The findings also included a study of asbestos workers. Two-thirds of these workers studied, who had worked in the industry for 20 years or more, were found to have asbestosis. That's a 66% rate. Like, it's it's not guaranteed, but it's not good. Yeah, it's not fully guaranteed. Mm -hmm. It's just likely. Right. The recommendation made within the report to Parliament was to control the asbestos dust in workplace to help avoid exposure through inhalation and therefore asbestosis. The following year, Parliament did enact regulations to the asbestos industry, though it was relatively limited. It didn't cover workers who weren't strictly asbestos workers, but worked with asbestos-containing material. Regardless, unfortunately... The United Kingdom was the only one to take action at that time, and unfettered risk continued in other countries, including da 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 the good old the United, USA. I was going to say the United States. That's right. <clears throat> okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So we've been talking about the history of asbestos, that's like what it actually is and everything. You know what we haven't talked about? What? Why is it bad? Okay. So let's talk about asbestos and human health. So asbestos exposure can occur through ingestion or skin exposure, but by far the most common and harmful form of exposure is... Breathing it in. Inhalation, exactly. Solid... Undisturbed asbestos material actually isn't particularly harmful. Like, say we had a chunk of asbestos sitting right over there. Okay, right? Uh, it's not helpful. It's not, it's not, right? Well, I mean, we don't need a chunk of asbestos sitting on our bed, but, you know. Uh, the problem comes when that material, asbestos, 
releases fibers or dust. So that's why a lot of people who have asbestos in their home or their building or whatever are generally okay as long as the building materials containing asbestos are not disturbed. Or if they're sealed up, like insulation in a wall, and it's not getting out anywhere, you know. Unfortunately, asbestos is very friable, so that means it crumbles easily. Mm -hmm. Like it can... Uh, it can release dust. Not that it just disintegrates, but it releases dust. Um, so, like, say you have insulation in your walls and then you take down a wall for a home improvement project, you are releasing all mm-hmm. that asbestos dust. So, um, <coughs> even if just... So, so, as long as it's not <coughs> disrupted, it's kind of a... to a degree. Basically, but it can also start to disintegrate. Mm. Um, or it's something that maybe is already giving dust, uh, giving out dust already. You know what I thought of? Up in our attic, we have all that fluffy <laughs> yes, insulation. Yes, we do. I don't know what it's made of. It we, don't could go up, be. we don't go up there either. We don't. But that's giving off dust, mm-hmm. most likely. You yeah. know, so that could be, could be asbestos. I don't know. Um, pr- Chances are not because of when our home was built, um, that type of product had already been pulled off the market, Mm -hmm. but yeah. Um, and also asbestos products can just degrade naturally and start giving off dust and then, uh, so basically it can become dangerous and it can become dangerous quickly depending on the situation, so... Individual asbestos fibers are massively tiny. They cannot be seen with the naked eye. And because of its ubiquity and its microscopic size, asbestos exists in the air, in the water, in the soil, everywhere. We are breathing in asbestos every day. Just period. But it's at extremely low levels to a point where it's not really going to harm us in general for most of us it's not going it hasn't been linked to causing any significant disease or illness when at such low rates but the more frequent the exposure the higher the level of the exposure the more dangerous asbestos becomes so that becomes problematic the primary reason asbestos harms the human body is thought to be less about chemistry and more of biology so When asbestos fibers are inhaled, some are basically cleared out of the body by mucus, right? Like you can cough it up, you Mm -hmm. can sneeze it up, you can blow your nose, whatever. But because of how small asbestos fibers are, some of them can eventually make their way into the lungs, deep into the pulmonary alveoli. Do you know what alveoli are? I don't. So they're, they're the little tiny air sacs, millions oh. of them that make up. They're, they're where carbon dioxide, is that right? Yes. <laughs> Gets exchanged with oxygen. Gets filtered out. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so that's the whole function of breathing. <laughs> okay. We need that oxygen, and that's what the alveoli do. So these asbestos fibers dig themselves into those tiny alveoli, and they won't clear out, and they can't clear out. The body actually retains them for years. But the body knows, hey, that thing doesn't belong in my alveoli. And so what does the body do? Coughs it out or tries to... Well, it can't cough it out, so the immune system starts coming into play. Mm. And when the immune system starts working, it starts inflaming the tissue... 
So, and it's, there's nothing it can do to get rid of the, remember, asbestos is basically indestructible. Sure. And so this little indestructible fiber is bearing its way into your lungs like millions of times over. Um, So this immune response can lead to any number of health problems, but there are three major illnesses linked to asbestos. So the first one is asbestosis, which we talked about. So this is first diagnosed, or it was the first diagnosed asbestos-related disease. We mentioned it before. It's what can happen when the inflammation of the lungs resulting from the body's immune response to asbestos becomes chronic. So this inflammation over time causes connective tissue to grow where regular tissue would be. That's scarring. It scars the lungs. Um... It also can cause plaques to develop between the lungs and the chest wall. That's in a space called the parietal pleura. This lung and pleural damage eventually causes symptoms, usually starting with shortness of breath because the lungs are getting like shrunk, basically. Like the, the space available for this oxygen to carbon dioxide exchange shrinks. Um, and lacks, lack of oxygen, of course, can cause... Lots of problems, including low blood oxygen levels. Asbestosis also... (laughs) It's Friday. (laughs) Increases the risk of certain cancers and makes a person more susceptible to pneumonia and complications from other respiratory diseases and infections. So let's say someone with asbestosis gets COVID-19. That's a problem. Mm -hmm. Because their lungs are already compromised and then on top of it, anything else... Because of how dangerously it affects the lungs, asbestosis can, of course, lead to death. That's what killed Nellie Crenshaw. Aside from asbestosis, probably the most notable and known complication of asbestos exposure is mesothelioma, especially Mm. plural mesothelioma. Have you seen... Have you ever seen one of those late night um, legal... Oh, God, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you or someone you know have mesothelioma? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You you maybe been exposed to asbestos. Yes, this yeah. is why. This is exactly They're all why. over the place. Yes, still, because this is still happening. Yeah, plenty of uh, class action lawsuits to yet be fulfilled. That's right. We will get into all of that next week. Yes. So the human body has a... Mem- this, this I did not know. Do you know what a mesothelium is? I have no idea. Same. Mesothelioma is a cancer of the mesothelium. I looked that up and I was like, sure, okay. makes sense. So, but what's the mesothelium? Don't Did know. you know that our lungs, our heart, and a bunch of our vital organs have like a membrane around them? They're like little encased sausages. That's interesting. You know why? No. So they can slip inside around and not like catch on each other. The human body is a wonderful thing. Isn't it? it? Well, it's interesting. It's an interesting thing. I think it's wonderful as well. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we are one of the few species on Earth that can adapt to, like, any climate. Well, that's due to other, like, external things, like, because we can wear jackets. But it's, all, no, but it's also true. Like, yeah. 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 I'm down yeah. on humanity. You know <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be convinced all that, that we're that great. Cats are better. Cats are far superior. They would agree instead with that. Instead of down with the sickness, you're down with the humanity. <laughs> down with all of humanity. <laughs> get up. Come on. Get down with humanity. <laughs> so mesothelium, besides like keeping all our internal organs from like frictioning into each other, 
play a part in the immune system and in blood coagulation. So the exact mechanism of why asbestos causes mesothelioma isn't 100% understood. It's thought that asbestos fibers can be carried from the lungs to other parts of the body via the lymphatic system. And then it can then cause the development of cancer of the mesothelium. And that's because aside from just like the mechanical harm that these asbestos fibers can do in the lungs, asbestos can mess with the immune system by altering genes, chromosomes, and DNA on a molecular level. So. Okay. So outside of asbestos exposure, pleural mesothelioma is actually pretty rare. About 80% of cases are directly due to asbestos exposure. Um, to the point where if you look up how do you prevent mesothelioma, the answer is don't get exposed to asbestos. Yeah, the answer is like... Uh, <laughs> like that's the risk mitigation The strategy. answer is no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, asbestos, no. 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 Unfortunately, for those who are diagnosed, this is awful. There's, I'm sorry, There, if you know anyone who has mesothelioma, there is not a good outcome. Mesothelioma doesn't usually respond to radiation, surgery, or chemo. Most people Kinda die. That makes sense because you can't... You can't kill asbestos, right? Yeah. Like, you're not going to destroy the asbestos, not radiation, not, yeah. Even with radiation, like one of the yeah. hottest things you can do to your body. Right. You can kill good things in your body with radiation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, most people die of mesothelioma within one to two years of diagnosis. It, it goes fast. Wow. I think the statistic was like within five years, there's like a 7.5% chance of survival. It's abysmal. Not yeah, it's not good. Pleural mesothelioma was first linked to asbestos exposure in 1935. Notice we still haven't gotten to the point where asbestos is definitively linked and they're starting to ban it oh here is a total aside bad thing plural mesothelioma guess who it killed who steve mcqueen really actor steve mcqueen oh shit died of mesothelioma yes so he was died he died young he died at 50 that's young yep he was diagnosed to age it's a it's a just the right age for his time well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> given his era, yeah. So Steve McQueen was diagnosed with mesothelioma at age 49 in it's 1979 after he developed a chronic cough. Wow. He was exposed to asbestos while serving in the Marines. Sure. His One of his tasks in the Marines was to remove insulation from pipes on a mm. ship had asbestos right while that was likely his primary exposure to asbestos he actually also hypothesized so he was a he was a car and motorcycle racing guy i did know he i didn't know the motorcycle part but yep. i did know the car, car he was big yeah. into cars right mm-hmm. wearing fireproof suits and helmets yeah. containing asbestos so and just to get back to how like where he served in war and mm-hmm. the majority of casualties in war are from disease. Yes, not from it's not direct from it's not from casualties. Battle. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. That's always been true. Will probably remain to be true. Like it's not to mention the shortening of lifespans. Yeah. Like even like even if that's not the thing that kills you, 
It will eventually. Well, or or it can weaken your body yeah. to a point can, where something can else can come in. Just yeah. Edge ten years off your life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sadly. Yeah. So we should probably stop doing that. Going to war? Oh, why would we want to do that? It's such a good money-making proposition. Is, Say but, that. But just not for us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so basically to kind of close out Steve McQueen's story. So his doctors in the U.S. said that, like, look, there's nothing we can do for you. Chemo won't work. Radiation won't work. Surgery won't God. work. That's how that's And this how is literally this the guy that has the means to make, any, anything. make anything happen. Well, here's what he decided to do. Because you're right. He had a lot of means. He decided to go to Mexico sure, and seek out experimental. alternative yeah. experimental treatment from a doctor who actually ended up being an orthodontist who had his medical license revoked years earlier. So, okay, yeah, it was a little experimental. He returned to Mexico for a dangerous surgery. His U.S. doctors were like, please don't do this. He went back for a surgery to try re- to remove a liver tumor. And then he died of a heart attack in Juarez, Mexico, days right. later at age 50. So, But what Steve McQueen's case helps illustrate is the slow burn nature of asbestos-related illnesses. So, like By the time you know that it's there, like your time is like almost well, up. Well, it doesn't present itself for a long mm. time. So he had served in the Marines, where his primary exposure probably happened from 1947 <clears throat> to 1950. He died in 1980. That's 30 years after his discharge, right? The higher the exposure... Um, so, sorry, this is because asbestos exposure comes with a long latency period. We kind of talked about latency periods in um, our HIV and AIDS I was just going to say. Yeah. Episode. The idea that something can be dormant and then cause problems or it takes a long time for problems to develop. And that it can be different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like that dormancy, exactly that right. dormancy can last a couple of months, a couple of years. Now, yeah. for asbestos, it is typical that the latency period can be 20 to 30 years. That's fucking nuts. It's a long time. For a problem, I mean, imagine dying when you're 20, but you don't actually die until you're 50. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh-huh. I mean... What you're doing will kill you in 20 to 30 years, yeah. Yeah. But you don't know it. Yeah. Chances... Well, these guys sure didn't, that's for sure. So the higher the exposure, the shorter the latency period can be. So 20 to 30 years is kind of... tip Or 10 to 30, really, which is a big range, but is typical. Um, uh, people, people who have, like been massively exposed to asbestos like people who mined it who breathed it in tons of it in every day even that has a latency period of like five to nine years yeah i mean that's so it's not immediate no because your body has to have that time to react to it right that's just how it goes also worth noting you brought up 9 11 hmm? <clears throat> how long ago was 9 11 20 years within the next decade we're gonna see <clears throat> The death. Count. I mean, we've already seen yeah. so many people die from mm-hmm. exposure, mm-hmm. and, so, and just to and kind it's, of, and it's going to be so many more. Yep. Just to round that out, the reason that there was a lot of asbestos exposures because there is asbestos in the World Trade Center. <laughs> yeah, there <laughs> and was in the other buildings that were in all 100 floors of each building, and they both fell to the ground. Yeah. 
Releasing that Spreading that shit everywhere. All over Manhattan. Yeah. Yeah. And New Jersey and Mm -hmm. yeah, all over the tri-state. Carried, yep. Now, obviously the people most affected would be the people right there Mm -hmm. at the time. Uh, Firefighters, first responders, uh, people who worked in the buildings who survived, people who worked nearby. Yep. Schools. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, It's also important to note that... Being exposed to asbestos does not guarantee that you'll develop mesothelioma or cancer. Like, there's several factors. Like I mentioned, you know, like, uh, how long were you exposed, the volume of the exposure. Plus, just bodies react differently to different things. So maybe some people won't have the same effects as others. Um, But another thing that comes into play is the type of asbestos that you're exposed to. Mm. The longer the fiber that ends up in your body, the more likely a bad outcome. That's literally just a crapshoot of what are you inhaling. Yeah. Which, uh, for somebody who's mining this stuff, there's a bigger chance you're going to inhale something that's larger versus like a more fleeting exposure. So, anyway... Um, also going back, you remember the serpentine versus the amphibole types of asbestos? Yes, Yes. (laughs) the serpent. Generally, the amphibole, which is the less common type of asbestos, is more likely to wind up in the alveoli. So it makes it more dangerous. That's, that's why it's the more dangerous type. So asbestosis and mesothelioma are not the only asbestos related illnesses other complications um including benign ones like ones that just don't kill people can occur especially with the lungs the other big disease asbestos can cause is lung cancer so somewhere between three to eight percent of all lung cancers are related to asbestos now that sounds small right but think about this in the united states 80 to 90 percent of lung cancer is linked to smoking that doesn't leave a ton left, and th- up to the majority <laughs> so, of that. So is, asbestos you know, fills that gap. Yeah, it fills a decent bit of it. Yes. Uh huh. So while the dots were slowly being connected by the medical community between asbestos and de- disease, it would still take several decades after Nellie Kershaw's death for the facts to become known in a larger context, meaning to everybody but companies and insurance companies, even though hindsight would reveal a long-standing effort to conceal the truth. And that, my friends, was oh. part one of asbestos. What a... Uh, and we're not... We, we've we've just, like... This is just we, the background. We, we just, like... Just <laughs> this like, is the background we, stuff. We just, like, dipped a toe into the water. Yes. Like, we haven't even... No, we haven't gotten into the stuff. The stuff is coming next week. This uh, is all the stuff we need to know. Also a great mid-80s horror movie. The stuff? The stuff. What was it about? It was about, like, a comet landed on Earth and released, like, this ooze that tasted really good. <laughs> and and they, people just were like, yes, and they, let's eat comet it, ooze. It was, like, a, it was a commentary on, like, uh, consumerism in the 80s. Like, so they... <laughs> So they, ma- so they, subtext. so they mass produced it. It's a horrible movie, but it's a great horrible movie. Like you'll have fun with it. Anybody famous in it? I don't think so, but okay. I, I do believe it's free on YouTube. I feel like you've <laughs> mentioned that. I might on have. this podcast. I, I might have. Yeah. <laughs> basically, yeah. basically, like it, like uh, like impales everybody's innards, so they become like a hollow shell. Jeez. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. 
So what do you think of asbestos so far? I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Uncontroversial like, stance. Like, like all I can think of is like how much is asbestos am I inhaling right now? Well, so the, the short answer is we're all inhaling asbestos yes. all the time. Um, probably. But it is in like, think about this. Think about this. People with extremely heavy exposure to asbestos... It still takes five to ten years for it to show up. I know. It's it's like a, yeah, it's it's just a, slow a delayed burner. switch. Mm-hmm. So that's why, and we'll, t- we'll get into this next week, but that's why if you have an older house, like, don't just panic that you're, like, killing yourself by being in the older house. There are things to look out for. You panic can when it, Google it. Panic when you tear time, it but... down and all this <laughs> well, asbestos gets... Yes, you're not wrong about that. Um, we'll talk about proper asbestos abatement <laughs> next week. We get into, like, PSA territory next week. You know why? Because I didn't fucking know that we could have asbestos in our house. Our house was built in the 80s, so mm-hmm. it's in the gray area. If your house was built before 1980, it's not a gray area. No, it's, like, it's, it's pretty a, it's, much it's, guaranteed. It's definite. So, or it's very likely, very possible, at least in the United States. It could look very different in other countries. We'll talk about that next week, too, that this isn't, like, a uniform problem. Different countries reacted in different ways. And spoiler alert, um, is asbestos legal in the United States, David? I believe it is. It's not banned. Yeah. We'll say that. Well, that's a gray area now, isn't it? Is it banned in other countries like the entire European Union, the United Kingdom, Canada, Australia? The way you're framing that question, I'm going to go with yes. Yes, you're correct. <laughs> so. Well, it's like it's like weed. It's technically legal in the United States. It just it depends on where you are in the United <laughs> States. Well, that's not how it works in the U.S. <laughs> it's a federal level. Regulation. I'm just trying to say that weed should be available oh, okay. and legal that's every, a, everywhere. You just wanted to yes. have a, yes. a I just wanted, about just wanted to have a segue. <laughs> it's ironic that I'm coughing the night we're because, talking about because it's really annoying that the guy you used to depend on's guy he used to depend on is going to jail for two to five years. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, you know, you know what. Supply chain problems are just hitting everywhere. That's bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) There's plenty of it. Staffing shortages, people going to jail. I don't want to hear it. Not in that industry. I wonder what he went to jail for. (laughs) I I wonder too. He didn't say he went to jail. Like he said in the text, like he's going to be gone for the next two to five years. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 David. Maybe he's going to college. (laughs) (laughs) That could be. Hey. Not likely, oh, but again, you know, it like is like <coughs> inhaling asbestos and dying from it. Not likely, but it's possible. It's possible he is going to college for two to five. I years. would like to clarify that while I don't judge those who do, I personally do not partake. In case anybody is listening at a certain level who is vetting me at the moment, all I'm gonna <laughs> say. Yeah, let's hope they're not listening at all <laughs> to they, anything we say. You know, they certainly have the ability to know. But God bless them if they listen to every minute of what we've put out, like the 200, actually like 300 plus hours of bullshit we've spewed over the past four years. If you're listening right now, you know what? Go, I, I deserve it. You get Give a ribbon. Give it to me, you know. And a pee test. <laughs> I would pass that. You know that. Yes, you would. Well, so on that note. 
We'll be back next week with more. That was just, I just wanted to, like, this, I could have gone to, this could have been a 20-parter. But two parts I felt was sufficient. This week we're just, this is all the background shit. The introduction. Next week is when it all goes down. Mm -hmm. So it gets exposed. Where do we stand now? And just talking about why we can't really come up with a proper number for a death toll. I looked up. What is the actual death toll from asbestos? It's incalculable. It really is. All that came up was, oh, do you mean this year? Because it was this many. All that came up was, we don't know. I will give you, I will give you a... Followed by like eight zeros. I'll give you a spoiler alert that um, estimates annually now are up to a quarter million people a year. Jesus Christ. Okay. That's what I'm saying. We don't know. Yeah, it's, we... and, it, and you go by that statistic, millions. Period. Just oh, and, and over like 150 years. No, no. 6,500 years, technically. True. God. But known to be a hazard. Mm-hmm. Uh, that 130 years. Well, and years. at the, the scale, yeah. the Industrial Revolution. So like 150 years, but God, this shit. And we'll get very angry next week, too, but nice. we'll leave the rest up to the true crime podcast. We'll say that. All right. Uh, well, proceed. Well, we will. <laughs> next week, we will have part two of Asbestos, and we will also be getting very angry. Yes. This has been part one of Asbestos. The magic mineral. The magic mineral. The cocaine of minerals. <laughs> and this has been another episode of All Bad Things. I'm David. I'm Rachel. And we'll see you next week.